0: Thanks for joining us for another great message from Influencers Church Australia. We hope it inspires you, encourages you, blesses you, and brings you joy. For more information about our church, go online to influencers.church. And now for our message.
1: If you have your Bibles, I'm going to be speaking from Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54, verse 17. And it says, In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near you. Indeed, they will surely assemble, but not because of me. Whoever assembles against you shall fall for your sake. Behold, I've created the blacksmith who blows the coals in the fire, who brings forth an instrument for his work, and I've created the spoiler to destroy. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. There's a key in here to help us live a victorious life. I want to talk about it for a few minutes. First off, weapons will be formed. Weapons will be formed, it says weapons will be formed. You know when you become a Christian when you give your heart to the Lord it's not always a you know, amazing, beautiful times. Sometimes all hell breaks loose. You know, suddenly that mother in law is nagging at you. Suddenly things are happening with the kids. Things aren't going so well. You're like, I don't understand it. I gave my heart to God, but all this crazy stuff's going on at the moment. Or maybe you have been a Christian and you decided to step up in leadership, to lead a group or to get involved in church, but then your child is sick every Sunday. You can't work it out. It's like weapons have been. Because the enemy and there is an enemy has come to steal, kill and destroy. That is his purpose, he's come to steal your inheritance, destroy your destiny and try and kill your life. He plans and devises but thank God that greater is he that is in me than it is in the world. But there's two weapons that he sends to us that if we are not aware of can drown us. There was a nation in the Bible. And you can read it later about how they were promised a land. They were prophesied it. They saw miracles to get to it. And then they sent some spies to check it out. Now seriously, I think they should have sent women with them. I think that was a mistake. And they shouldn't have spent 40 days. Like how long does it take you to check out a land? Like just go and go, yeah, that's great and come back. That's what us girls would have done. We would have gone and gone, yeah, this works and come back. They spent too long there, enough time for the enemy start forming some weapons called fear and unbelief. Fear and unbelief came back and convinced an entire nation that they wouldn't be able to possess the promised land. What are some promises that God gave you? Some things he has spoken over you, but you're letting fear and unbelief hold you back from getting those promises. His best weapon, you know fear, he usually sends it through people, you know, they say things to us, they cripple us, he sends it through a spirit as well and and when he says when, when he sends it, words are spoken over us that can actually cripple us and we can lose our confidence and it's not some random it's usually like you know your friend, your mother, you know someone that you you know respect or you like, and they say this, and you're like, oh my goodness, you know um, a long time ago, well not a long time ago, about ten years ago in Malaysia, we were gonna do a, um, a women's conference and we got the amazing ability, uh, opportunity to go on television and talk about it. Now, Malaysia is a Muslim country, and that just doesn't happen. In fact, there was no church that has ever gone on a talk show in Malaysia. It was Miss Malaysia. She invited me on to the show to talk about a women's, Christian women's conference. So I went and got my hair done, of course. I'm going on television. Got my makeup done, and I'm in the bathroom getting ready, and my phone kind of Beeps, you know, that notification. And I feel the Holy Spirit, you know, say to me, don't check that. But I was like, I got this, God. I got this. You know how sometimes you're like, it's okay, God. It's fine. God, fine, God. So I open it up, you know, and I look at the email. Someone sent me an email and they said, Wow, you're going up in a Muslim country. You're a foreigner. And uh, oh, I hope that, you know, people don't get angry about this and you get targeted. Suddenly I went, and fear. And unbelief jumped into the bathroom with me right there. I collapsed to the floor. And I started, I can't do this. What am I thinking? Like, oh, my gosh, what if the Muslims watch and they kill me? You know, I'm thinking of all these things. My husband comes in and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to die. He's like, what? I'm like, I'm, I can't do this. You're going to have to go and you're going to have to do the interview. He goes, I'm not going. It's a women's conference. <laughs> I can talk about that on television. I was like, oh. he goes, you're going to go. I'm like, oh. as he's talking to me, my son at that stage, he was about 18 months old, Z, he just, we didn't even notice this, he just goes over to the bathtub and starts filling up a bucket of water as he's watching this whole thing. Like, I don't even know. I think the enemy said, go fill up a bucket of water. So he fills out. And then as I'm I'm lying there on the floor crying, he comes over and he dumps the whole water completely all over me. I go, oh, no, I really can't go. It's all down there. My husband says to me, Get up, you can do this, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Come on, don't let the enemy stop you, this is we are taking territory in the airwaves here. You get up, girl, come on, dry your hair, Put dab, do something with that face and let's get to the studio. I had to dry just the bit here, I was dripping wet here, I dried this bit and walked into the studio like this and, and I did it. And you know what, the Muslims didn't kill me, so you know what. Fear is faith in reverse, it's just believing the worst. And sometimes we believe things that are worse that aren't even true. We don't even have all the facts. And you know, fear can take years off your life. You know, you want to keep young, instead of injecting ourselves, maybe just not get fearful. Maybe we just keep really nice and young skin if we just don't let fear get to us. Another time, I was in a, staying in a hotel, and it was a little bit dodgy. This hotel was also in Malaysia, and uh, I live half my life in Malaysia. That's why I have so many stories. And um, we were going to do a women's conference there, and uh, my husband said, "Are you sure you want to stay in that hotel? It's a bit dodgy." I'm like, "Yeah, it's fine. The whole team is there. We'll be fine." So I'm staying in one room, and I've got the team in the other room. And in the middle of the night, I hear a scream and a crash. And I like wake up and then my phone rings and the hotel room and they go, pass Jim, quick, run to the door, lock it up. There's a drunk madman and he's going through all the rooms and he's trying to attack women. I'm like, oh my gosh. I jump up, I whack my knee, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm trying to jam the door closed. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Oh, the enemy's trying to kill me. Why did I do this? This is so stupid. I can't believe it. And I literally took five years off my life, I think, in that moment. Then the phone rings again, and I'm like, hello, and they go, uh, Pastor Jim, sorry, um, that was Ivan, the production team, um, yeah, he got the wrong key and he was going around trying to find his room, it was 3 in the morning and uh, Michelle, one of the girls, threw a lamp at his head, that was the crush there, so it's all good now. But doesn't that happen? We get all fearful about nothing. And then there's unbelief. Unbelief stops us from believing the promises of God. Oh that's for someone else. Oh god healed them. Yeah, he'll do that for them but not for me. Oh god provided for their finances. Yeah, that's great for them but he doesn't do that for me. Or maybe you're single. You're like, "Yeah, god provides a great husband for them but not for me." And we allow unbelief to rob us of the promises of god. God won't look after me. You know, I'm on the shelf. I'm not I'm not good enough or you know, all these lies that we let the enemy Come into us, there really is just us letting the weapon of unbelief attack us. I never ever prayed for the sick. When I first got married to my husband, he's amazing at praying for that. He prays for people, they get healed. You know, people, women who are barren, he lays hands on them. They, like so many babies have been born because he's laid hands on women who couldn't have children and, and they've gone. So I used to get so inspired by this. I used to take a little jar of oil with me in my bag. And whenever someone said, Oh, I've got a headache, or and I'd pull out the oil and I'd go, Oh, Mark will pray for you. He'd be like, What? So I'd be like pray for them. You've got the gift of healing. Come on, you pray for them, you know? And he'd be like, okay. So he'd start praying for them. And then we used to have this prayer line where people would come down for prayer, and people, if I asked them what they wanted, they'd say, Oh, um, can you um, pray for me? I'm sick, and I'd go, Okay, I can't, but wait here. You know, and I'd run down and I'd be like, Mark, when you're finished, can you pray for them because they're sick? And he'd be like, You pray for them. I'd go, I don't have the gift of healing. Like, you do, you you go and do it, right? So he starts talking to me going, what is this issue with you with praying? I said, no, 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 it's just not my thing. But actually, the truth was, I was believing the lie that I didn't have the gift of healing because I had prayed for maybe one or two people and they'd never gotten healed. So I didn't think it was me. I was getting into the car one Sunday night. A young adult boy came running after me he said, Pastor Jim, I have a, uh, a, something to tell you. I had a dream about you last night. I said, Oh, yeah. And he goes, Yeah, I dreamt that God gave you this gift of healing, but you kept giving it to Pastor Mark and you're supposed to use it. I was like, Thank you, Andrew. (gasps) Drove home, I'm like, God, that's so embarrassing. He's like, I've been trying to tell you for six months through your husband, you're not even listening. So I had to pick a random young adult boy to tell you. But you know, from that moment, I started stepping out and praying for people. And because of that, I have been a part of some incredible miracles. I allowed years of unbelief to rob me of being part of, of um, God's healing power. You know, a couple of years ago I got to pray for a girl whose toe was split uh, in, in half. There's a picture they're going to put up. And, and one night we prayed and we saw the toe come back together. There we go, her father dropped a a knife on her. Um, It was a very sad situation. And one of our youth girls, we started praying. We saw this oil appear and the whole toe came. It was an incredible story of God. And I thought, you know what, I would have missed out on that experience had I let unbelief attack me. Is fear or unbelief stopping you? Because weapons will be formed, but they shall not prosper. If you believe and claim the word of God over your life, the weapon cannot prosper. It cannot succeed. It will fail. Because declaring the word of God will enable you to break free, protect you from the weapons prospering. Psalm 23:4. even though I walk through the... Darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know, fear not is said hundreds of times in the Bible, but how many times do we go to our girlfriend rather than the Word of God? I'm so scared when the Bible is sitting there going, Fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not. But we're like, Yeah, no, 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 I need to find someone, I need to vent to someone, I need to process with somebody. You know, I've got this poster in my house and it's fear not with all the scriptures of the fear not, whenever I'm afraid, I look at it straight away and I go, no, I don't have to fear because God is with me. Isaiah fifty-four fourteen. you shall be far from oppression for you shall not fear and from terror for Corona will not come near you. In this season, we need to be declaring this over our house, over our streets, over our towns, over our cities. That for this house, it will not come near. It doesn't matter what weapons are being formed, it cannot succeed. Your know, weapons will be formed, but they shall not prosper if you access your spiritual inheritance. Because it says this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. So if you're in God's family, it's your inheritance to come to to access you are qualified he will protect you if you look at the definition of heritage it says something that is reserved for a particular person so this has been reserved for you this authority to declare has been given to you you've just got to access it when we first went to Cambodia we have a church there now but when we first went to Cambodia i had a dream the very first night and as I was asleep, suddenly I woke up, and I was in one of the Cambodian temples. And there were three idols, or three gods. There are three gods that were staring at me, and I was so vivid I could look to the left, to the right, and see all the the artwork. I, it was like literally I had been called into this temple. And I looked to my left, and my husband was standing, sleeping. <laughs> I was like, "That's right, okay." We've been called in and you're asleep. And I, I was looking at these, and this, this demon, this God, looked at me and said, what are you doing here? And I started going, oh, and I started to get fearful, and I just crumbled to the floor, shaking under fear as he talked, smoke would come out, and it was just a very scary situation. He said, I said, why are you in this land? So I did the only thing that I knew how, that I got taught as a child, I started to speak in the language of the Holy Spirit. When you don't know how to talk, when you don't know how to pray, you just look the devil right back in the face and you begin to speak the language of the Holy Spirit. So I said it really boldly. And as I began to declare. My husband's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, I just got called in by the demons of this land. They're scared about you and I being here. I think we're about to do something in this land. And sure enough, we now have a church in Cambodia with thousands of people. There we go there. It's your inheritance. It's been given to you. You know, Peter walked on water. The moment he stopped walking on water, you can read it in Matthew, he sunk. Which when you keep your eyes on Jesus, you can do the impossible. You can defy science. You can defy the laws of nature when you keep your eyes on Jesus. But you have to be under God's covering to be protected. Galatians 5.19 talks about a bunch of things that may steal our inheritance. The cravings of the self-life are obvious, sexual morality, lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of God, manipulating others, hatred of those who get in your way, like on the road. I drive in Malaysia, so I go crazy here when I drive. So many people yell at me, I'm like, what? I didn't cut you off. Like, Sense this arguments, resentment when others are favored, temper tantrums. Angry quarrels, only thinking of yourself, being in love with your own opinions, being envious of the blessings of others, murder, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties, and all other similar behavior. Haven't I warned you that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. You can't inherit something if you're not undercovering. You can't use the authority of God if you're not under the covering of God. I have a little example to show you. It's like this. Just imagine that there's this huge storm happening right now. And it's raining and windy and you see me walk down the street like this. (laughs) Hey, I should sign up for that modeling thing. I think I'd be very good. (laughs) I mean, you wouldn't look at me and go, wow, what a strong, independent woman. No, you would go, what a crazy woman. Why is she doing that when she should go undercover? Because when she's undercover, she would be protected from the rain and the wind and the storm. So it is in the spiritual. It's no point complaining about your husband or nagging about your marriage or your kids or your finances when you're not undercover. We're like, God, give me a husband, but we're at the clubs. He won't be there, believe me. God, do something with my finances, but we don't tithe. You know, you've got to be undercover and that is what it is when you're undercover. Then it gives you the authority to go, no weapon formed against me shall prosper enemy. You can't touch me because I'm protected because I'm under the covering of God. People think submission or under authority is a dirty word. It's actually not. It's actually protection. It's protection when we come under the authority of God. One time, my husband had gone to pick somebody up at the airport, and uh, I was in bed with my son. He was about two years old, and suddenly the spirit of fear came into my room. You know when it's a spirit of fear because you're not thinking anything, you just suddenly get. <gasps> You just suddenly get fear some people call it panic attacks so I suddenly feel this fear this grip of fear and I hear the enemy say to me how are you gonna go being a widow I'm like are you talking about? So I began to speak the language of the Holy Spirit. I started getting up and then I started going, no weapon, no weapon formed against our team, no weapon formed against my marriage, no weapon formed against my husband. And I started to pray over my husband and just declare God's protection over them. Suddenly the phone rings and he's like, (laughs) I'm like, he goes, you won't believe what just happened. I said, what? He goes, I was in a car accident. I said, oh my gosh. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, it was amazing. Okay, (laughs) he said, I was driving, and he was driving on the highway, and uh, he looked down, and he he didn't see, and he hit this little, this is in Malaysia, it's called a kanta. it's like this tiny little car. He hits this poor car, it spins around, smashes against the concrete um, barriers that we have in the middle, and our car crumbled and fell to the side of the road. He sits there for one minute, frozen, thinking he's just killed somebody. And he doesn't know what to do then. Out of a tiny little window, this little Chinese guy climbs out with roses that are like bruised. Like, and he goes, hey ah, uh, I was going to the airport to propose to my girlfriend. And Mark's like, are you okay? He's like, I'm fine. But look at my car and my roses. It was so hilarious. He was totally fine. There was nothing that happened to the, that guy. In fact, we invited him to church. He never came, but anyway, <laughs> we invited him. When I got off the phone with that, I felt the voice of the Lord say, You know what? The enemy's going to form weapons. But when you declare your authority, they will not prosper. See, there's a power in declaring no weapon. This whole message comes from a season where I was born battling fear, and it was ridiculous fear. I would be fearful about so many things, and when I came across that verse, the same uh, time season that I was reading about no weapon, um, I read Deuteronomy 6, verse 6, it says, these commands that I give you today are to be on your hearts, impress them on your children. We've taught our children to declare no weapon, in fact, my two-year-old once, Caleb, he Put him in his room because he was naughty and I came in to, <clears throat> you know, have a chat to him. And he goes, no weapon. <laughs> I was like, it's not supposed to be in these, these are situations. But we have taught our kids to declare no weapon formed against them shall prosper. That when fear comes to them, when they get scared that no weapon will be able to be spoken and kids uh, have the ability and the power because there's no such thing as a junior Holy Spirit. My um, Zeke was with me, he was uh, five at the time once and we were at a playground. And he loved Superman back then. So he used to wear a Superman T-shirt. And he was um, playing on the playground. And this Chinese kid, he was about 10 years old, came up to him and pushed him and said, Superman sucks and runs away. So Zeke stands up and I'm like, take you down kid, you know. I'm about to step into the playground, I feel the Lord say, no, stop, wait. I was like, what? So Zeke keeps playing, the kid comes again, pushes Zeke down again and said, I said, Superman sucks. I'm like, wow, this is it. I'm going to have peace with his mother, you know. Like, this is like, come on now. So I'm about to go and I feel the Lord say, no, wait. The kid tries it again. Zeke turns around and goes, stop. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. The kid goes, ah, runs away. And Zeke goes. Mommy, it works. It really works. You got to teach your kids. Don't cuddle that fear. Tell them to tell that fear to go in Jesus' name. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. I was reading this and I thought, you know what? I need a reminder of how no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Because you know what? I can have a great time with God in the morning and then walk out the house and there's like these little Cupid demons that are like, pew, 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 You know, all these arrows of thoughts are going in my head. And then I can completely forget the word of God. I said, what could I do? And I thought, I know. I'm going to make a band that says, no weapon. And it will remind me. So, when the enemy does this, all I gotta do is look at it, and the verse will come back to me. And I can declare it. So I made this band for myself, and I thought, well, maybe a few other people asked about it, so I said, okay, so I made a band for them as well. And we began this thing called No Weapon. And I have had stories after stories of people that have bought these bands. Uh, you know, they've bought them for their children who've been experiencing bullying, and they've put them on their children's water bottles. And when the kids have been afraid at school, they've seen the water bottle with the No Weapon around the water bottle. I've had um, parents who's Kids have had nightmares they taught their kids to declare no weapon and they can, they've told me that in the night they've heard the kid go no weapon and then silence. They said it's the best thing. Another girl um, she bought one of these she was walking down the road and this guy on a motorbike in Malaysia drove up and ran, grabbed her bag to steal it and as he's trying to take it off her, she sees her band and goes no, the been formed against me, so but the, the robber screams and drives off and kept, she kept her bag. We had another one, um, our, our youth girls cutting themselves. We gave them bands. When they went to cut their wrists, they couldn't, because the word of God was on their wrists, telling them, "Spirit of death, get off me in Jesus name." There was a young teenage girl, she was 14, and she heard this message, she went and bought herself a band. A few weeks later, her mother suddenly collapsed in holidays. They rushed her to the hospital. The doctors told them that the mother was going to die to prepare that um, she'd had an aneurysm or something, and they said that it's just, um, she's never going to recover from this. This little 14-year-old girl got her little no-weapon band. She put it on her mother, and she started to declare, Mom, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I declare no weapon. She started doing it every day. The mother suddenly starts getting better every day. The doctors, the nurses, they can't figure it out. The The nurses came to her and said, hey, what is this no-weapon thing? She goes, oh, that's the word of God. I believe that no weapon formed against the spirit of death will not touch my mother. And she began to pray and pray and pray. And the mother became to, and I went and, and saw a year later and the mother come walking down. They said she'd never walk, she walks. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. So I bought some of these bands that you can get. We got them in kids' ages and different sizes. And tonight, for the first time ever, we've also got a ring, I don't know, and it's sizable so you can make it the size of your finger uh, up and down um, as well. You can wear the ring if you like. Just to remind you, uh, we've had women buy it for their husbands. There was one husband and he was like always scared and intimidated when he went to work. So the wife bought one of these and put it around his we reverse mirror. So when he got into the car to go to work, he would see it sticking there and he would remember it as he go to work. And he said that intimidation just changed his whole demeanor. And he ended up getting a promotion and getting above the boss that was intimidating him. It is so good. One of my favorites was um, a few months ago there was a guy in our church and he got one of these no weapon bands and he was wearing them. And uh, he was going through a bit of a hard time in his life and he was driving uh, down one of the roads and he had an accident. And the accident was quite horrific. And it ended up being on the news. And the news actually called it a miracle. I think they've got the picture. A miracle survival. And look what's on his um, A no weapon event. <laughs> We were so, I talked to him, I was so excited. He said, I say this every day and I told my little girl the reason why God saved me was because, I. Dec- yeah, he should have died. They said he should have died and he um, ended up only having a sprained ankle. There you go. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Could we stand in this place? I just want to pray over a few of you because I feel like there's some people here and you've had weapons being formed against your kids, against your health. Maybe against your peace, fear or unbelief. Maybe it's been against your inheritance, your sexuality, your resources. Maybe it's against your life, you've experienced self-harm or suicidal thoughts. Maybe you've had weapons against your ability to conceive, you're barren. Or maybe weapons against your soul. Your marriage, whatever it is tonight, we want to pray and declare that it will have no, it will not prosper, that that fear and unbelief that is attached to that weapon will be broken in Jesus' name. And sometimes when you're going through a hard time and you just feel like, oh, you just need somebody else to just come and pray for you. One time I was planning to do this message on Thursday at one o'clock. And I went on Tuesday to the doctor, and the, the doctor was checking me and said, oh, you got a mole on your back, and it's pretty bad. We need to operate. I said, oh, okay, um, Could we do it in a couple of weeks? She goes, no, we have to do it on, like, straight away. We don't know if cancer has spread through your body. I was like, what? Like, it was just foreign to me. And she starts getting on the computer, calling a few things. She said, I'm going to have to operate on Thursday at 1 o'clock. I heard the enemy say to me, <laughs> You thought you thought that, you know, you could do this, but I, I've stopped it. You know, I, I went home and I was super discouraged. My husband was in another country. And I was like, God, you know, I preach this everywhere, no weapon, and, and this has happened. So I called my husband and, and I called a few of our team and I was like, this is what's going on. And they say, come on, no weapon. It's going to be nothing. You're going to be Okay. And they began to speak life over me and pray over me. And suddenly strength came back to me. Suddenly I was able to go, you know what, I can do this. So I called my friend and I said to her, look, I can't do Thursday at 1 o'clock. But if you put me in for Friday, I'm going to come Friday. I'm going to be okay. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this. So Thursday I went in. They cut a big chunk out of my back. Had all stitches. Friday I went to the conference. I preached no weapon. Hundreds of women came up the front and were, you know, set free from fear. Fear. But the thing is, a few days later, they called me. They said, ah, we got it wrong. It was just a mole. No weapon formed against you shall prosper.
0: I pray this sermon has blessed you, encouraged you, and inspired you. You know, we may never have met. I may not know you, but God knows you. And I'll tell you today, God loves you. That even before you knew about Him, He loved you. And He has a plan and a purpose for your life. You know, so many of us do life on our own, trying to lead our life in a way that finds answers and finds the peace and finds the joy we're looking for, but we come up short. But God knew that you needed rescuing, that you needed saving, that you needed His love. So He sent His Son, Jesus, to come and pay the price for our mistakes. He lived a perfect life, but knowing we couldn't, He said, I will take their place. So He died I'm so glad you prayed that prayer today. I believe that as you did, the peace, the grace, and the love of God comes into your life. You know what, the past is real, but it doesn't have to dictate your future. Let the love, the grace, and the word of God go with you from this day forward, and I believe the best days are ahead for you. If you prayed this prayer, or you wanna know more, maybe you're on the journey, why don't you flick us an email so we can send you some material about following Jesus We can maybe connect you with a local church near you that you can do life with, get good people around you and we would love to pray with you. I'm so glad you prayed that prayer. I'm so glad you're on the journey of following Jesus. I'm so glad you listened today. God bless.